Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Yo, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of The Bizzle cast, really quickly, don't hit play quite yet on your Daredevil Season 2, Episode 13 commentary. Of course, here with Papa Bizzle to finish the series off. Um, but guys, I just want to make a quick announcement or two, and then we are going to count you right in, in literally like three minutes. One is that me and my dad just want to thank you guys for your support. Every time I drop this podcast, it gets downloaded, even if I have dropped in a few days or been putting a lot of other stuff out so um i speak for papa bizzle dad so you don't have to say anything but just want to thank the listeners and not only thank them but it gives us such joy to know that other people are enjoying the thing that we love so much amen Amen to that. Um, and the second announcement is, guys, um, that um, with the with the wrapping up the series here, um, and then the Punisher coming out in a few days after me and my dad, you know, have, have said we wanted to do the Punisher. Um, dad, at this point, I, I think the obvious play is we wait about three t- weeks, so which gives us time to watch the new Punisher series, take a break, and then slowly get back into Punisher, right? I think great, great. Yep. giving people two to three weeks to binge the Punisher, given the interest, I think is pretty fair. Yep. Um, and, you know, like Jessica Jones, that, that show killed three years after I, I, I originally released it. So who fucking cares? Yeah. Um, and the, uh, the final announcement, guys, and then we're literally going right into the countdown for season two, episode 13 of Daredevil, A Cold Day in Hell's Kitchen. Um, uh, which is my dad and I probably are going to have about a 10 minute wrap up talk after the very dramatic multiple endings uh, of this, um, to talk about, you know, the, all the stuff we've talked about in the podcast. It will not go too long. Um, but we will probably have some closing thoughts and that I think that will also include bringing in the experience of then watching the defenders. Um, you know what I mean? Just sort of yep. that little lore thing. And then of course, um, we'll talk very briefly about how much we love daredevil three and why three uh for you is definitely the best season for me it's between two and three right now i think ultimately it's going to be three does that sound like a good plan it does all right so guys so now is the normal part of the podcast so cue up to zero 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 on whatever you're watching and then um I'm uh, going to do a countdown to uh, z- uh, say three, two, one, play. When I when I say play, you should also hit play or go. You should hit play to line up. But my dad was going to count the first few seconds to make sure we're all lined up, and then you say, "What do you normally say, Dad?" When it hits the Marvel logo, go. And that says go. And so basically, to, to, to make that really simple, guys, when you hear go, that's when the Marvel logo comes up like four or five seconds into the Netflix file. So that's right. That's, that, right. that's the deal. So, all right, Dad, let's get ready um, to go right into the countdown. 
I'm all set. All right, people. So here comes the countdown, and then my dad's count up for a few seconds. And when he says go, you'll be seeing that Marvel logo with the beautiful comics. And Dad finally saw Spider-Verse tonight, and while I didn't love it as much as most, Marvel keeps churning out incredibly high-level products for all ages at all levels. So sweet, I just sweet. have to tip my hat to them. So all right, guys. Thank you for this journey. But Papa Bizzle... Until there's a cold day in uh, Newtown Square, we're doing (laughs) Punisher Season 1, Daredevil Season 3, and God help me, Punisher Season 2, like eight months from now. Yeah. Does that sound like a plan? Yeah, that's great. All right, guys. So again, cue it up, and here comes the countdown. Can't wait to do this with you, Papa B. Me too. Three, two, one, go. One, two, three, four, go. All right, people, welcome to Marvel's Daredevil. Netflix's Daredevil Season 2, Episode 13, A Cold Day in Hell's Kitchen. Marvel, thank you. Dead, go. Okay. Oh, here's oh, the, God. Uh, oh, the God. The I got chills. Bath. I literally yeah. got physical chills. Yeah. This, this is where it ends. This is where the episode ends. And this is where that super long opening in Episode 3 of The Defenders with the rebirth with Sigourney yeah. Weaver, it's shot exactly like this. Here's Nobu. Now, I don't think we've seen her before. Ha- have we? She's, she's another upper-level management person in, uh, in the hand. Oh, interesting. Um, by the way, real quick, Dad Connection, one of the many underrated things that goes in the show, which you and I love and everyone else hates or didn't see, is the way they... D- d- have subtitles in Japanese and English seamlessly throughout the movie. Yeah, that's that's cool. But they do a great job. The the Japanese hand guy that whose name I forget, he talks about him a lot and she always talks in English and he talks in Japanese is a great touch. She's, yeah, she's Chinese. Is. <laughs> <laughs> this never works with stick. I don't know why yeah. they think this is gonna work. Yeah. He saved him but he doesn't trust him. He's got him tied up. Yeah, exactly. He's still, he's still trying to sell it to, to Maddie. Still t- trying well, to sell the, the conspiracy theory. In terms of pure logic, they are the top of the problem. But she's a, right below it in a major foundational part of it, Dad. Yeah, yeah. Meaning, right, Black Sky cannot be controlled. Of course, again, can we always substitute Electra for Black Sky and vice versa, historically speaking? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And he, he just called her it now as well. Mm-hmm. Sticked it. Mm-hmm. The only person they tie to a chair dad who can't get out is Danny, which is hilarious because he has an iron fist, but he can't ch- channel his chi, so he's stuck there. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. With that, those great scenes with my Coulter. Mm-hmm. Right, as long as the hand believes it, dad. Yeah. They've been debating this the whole season. Matt's not buying what he's selling still. I do think Charlie Cox is selling a level of focus here, at least to start the episode though, which I really thought was key for the final episode after how distant he's been the whole in the eyes, the whole season. Right. Right. She's, she's just twist. So twisted up and 
Yep. Confused. You didn't know which and end guess was what? up. And what scenes is reminiscent of? Jessica Jones thinking of killing herself while she's Kilgraved and starting to realize she's Kilgraved, yeah, which yeah. is exactly what's happening in Elodie's head right now, going, are these thoughts mine or are they other people's? Same exact I love, thing. I love the way they shoot this series. I just love the cinematography. I'm not joking when I think Elektra and JJ could work as a show together, honestly. They have so uh-huh. much in common from different sides. Here it is. Here's the big speech. Mm. Question is, Dad, the level of manipulation one to ten with her being a vulnerable here. Um, who, who's manipulating who? I'm saying the level of like incredible vulnerability and sensitivity we're seeing, and, and unsure, even suicidalness from her. It, it, is yeah. this is this for real? Is this real lecture right here, or is there still yes. manipulation? No, no, no. This is real. This is real. Her. She's really this. Uh, confused and ambivalent and right training children to fight a war including both of these two by the way she doesn't know who she is who she wants to be who she should be remember dad their places could have been reversed in terms of sticks plans i mean he was supposed to be as important as her and sticks that's true that's true yep Remember I, told, I mentioned last episode that I thought young her looked a lot more like Jess Henwick than her? I meant yeah. to add that's because I, I've never seen a face similar to Elodie Young's. And this is an objectification, guys. I'm just talking about aesthetics here. She looks like literally nobody and moves like literally nobody I've ever seen. He keeps trying to sell her that she's got total agency and she's, she's not buying it. Well, she Matt like argues that he doesn't like Electra uh, specifically because he thinks she actually lacks agency at a foundational level from the beginning. And uh, Dad, I don't agree with him, but there is an interpretation that's valid that you could make that argument. Yeah. Yeah. And he still wants them to do a team up. You would trust me, right? Look at her. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> He's totally spent with her. He, he reads her heart. You know, that Arrow occasionally stumbles into characters like Elodie Young, like Elektra, and oh. they always find a way to write the character off for no reason way too soon and keep the lamer characters. <laughs> Whereas Marvel, on the other hand, right. says, oh, this person's talented and attractive and charismatic. Sorry, DC. Not buying it. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is the plan. This is, you know. And, and look, Dad, the progression of me calling her a psychotic constantly when we first started doing these commentaries and her being, in my mind, more and more normal, even when she slits the kid's throat, or at worst, that was an exception of her acting, trying to be more normal, getting yeah. away from Stick, having a life with him, and, right? Right. Now, at the end of The Defenders, it becomes, oh, let's go around killing people together. But here, it's really like, let's have a life together, which is so sad. Matt thinks it's simple. All they got to do is take the head off of Nobu. Yep. He's right. He's right to attack. But if you're not going to kill, then it's not going to work. It's not going to work. That's right. No. It's not going to work. And you know what I mean? The, uh, look at that. Ugh. His facial acting just gets better and better. His facial acting in season three is... It, 
Oh, yeah. In season three, it's astounding. Mes- There's whole scenes of just his face in season three, Dad. Yeah. Yeah, just suffering. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. This is the first time we've really seen him like this. He's like yeah. in some zen place and he so, knows what uh, he wants. So Elodie Young is already a 10 out of 10 actress-wise stepping into the show. Um, right. But let me ask you this, because you watch a lot more TV than me, but we like the same genres generally. Um, uh, more than generally. <laughs> I mean, y- you like some dark uh, non-sci-fi that I don't watch, but stuff like Ray Donovan and Homeland I still super respect and have seen some of. Right. But have you ever seen in a show where you have three young actors like Charlie Cox, um, uh, Foggy, I always forget his name, um, uh, Alden Henson and Deborah Ann Wall, that who bring each other's skills up together so clearly over a run of seasons? Like, you can see it happening on screen, season to season, episode to episode to me. And I really wanted to stress that because you don't get that very much. You don't. No, no. You, in Battlestar, you, you, you had... Eddie almost and Mary McDonald bringing up all the kids, so it was like a one-way relationship. Here, sure. they're having to grow up together. Obviously, you throw in Rosario and actors like that to help out. Okay, here we go. Right. Okay. Now we're going back to uh, the foggy story. Oh, yes! I just did my Matrix commentary. I yeah, love Hogarth, even though I hate Jessica Jones season two. And season one, Hogarth is so great. Carrie Moth, God bless her, again dead. I'm not blaming her one iota for season two. That was horrible writing. You could tell she didn't even like it, I think, watching yeah, it. Yeah, you tell she was kind of suffering through it. She's a spectacular actress. I mean, she's, she's basically female Jesus, a saint in the Matrix even more than Keanu Reeves, but mm. she's played some dark, disturbed characters from Memento, which is Chris Nolan's first movie, to this. Chow <laughs> 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 Benowitz and Nelson. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a riot. He's so ballsy. He's totally getting laid on the regular by Marcy Dad. I- I'll tell you, as, as a guy in his position, and they're, they're spending good quality, physical or not, they're spending a lot of time together. His confidence is through the roof. He's got a foundation. You know they've they've transformed him in in this in this scene. They finally do something with his hair, so he looks yep. a little bit more like yep. a mature guy. Do you notice how he's looking her in the eye? So yep. many actors, even decent actors, are always looking through the people they're talking to, and it's so obvious. Mm-hmm. Foggy's always he's almost tearing up constantly. He's so focused with his eyes. Right. All right. Here's alternate superhero Karen. Back in the newspaper, uh, she's got writer's writer's block. Dad, I have to hope the Punisher people know what they're doing with her in season two of Punisher because she was I'm great sure in they, one. They will. I'm sure they will. After all, all this time, um, yeah, that she's been juxtaposed to yeah. Frank. And by the way, the short Twitter video I saw, I, I sent you the D and D nerd stuff. She's yeah. not the same person in real life. She's she's pretty different the way she holds her herself and talks. Yeah. Yeah. Again, big props. Oh, yes, I love this guy. It's so heartbreaking. Spoiler alert when he backstabs Dare, uh, Daredevil in season three. Yeah, I mean, he really, yeah, that's a rough Does, rough does he scene. kill him? Does Daredevil kill him? No. No. He, oh, uh-huh. he, gives, he gives him up to the cops. Yeah, he yeah. gives him up to the cops. He's fucking one of the, he fucking is the advisor, the cop advisor, whatever. Right. Oh, yeah, he, he makes him a special, that special, uh, what does he call it? His his minute level of spectruminess is exactly yeah. appropriate for what he is. Exactly right. 
you have right. to be a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, so to speak, to do this stuff. That's right. Only a million times cooler. Yeah, this is, you know, I talk about with the Matrix, Dad, it's like the reason the first one works is because the crew is so excited about what's going on. It's like the Avengers thing with Joss Whedon. If they're excited, you're excited. So if mm-hmm. they're nerding out over this, ba-boom, then you're mm-hmm. going to nerd out. And so he's nerding out. Electra's where's turned mine? on. Yeah, where's mine? <laughs> yeah, I want one. <laughs> Look at her, her little annoyance at Melvin. I want one. He, he's he's a great minor character. They've used him really well. Yeah. And actually, even in, in season three, they use him even better. Oh, oh yeah. Because he's more complex in season three. Well, and, and, and again, the naivete of, of Matt Murdock to not think that he would be liable yeah. to threat from Wilson Fisk is, That's is right. insane. Exactly, right. Look at her. Oh, my God. She's so photogenic. It's disgusting. But do you agree though she looks like nobody else? Like I can't think of a I can't think of a parallel to her right. her look. So now is this Frank in his old house? He's finally going home. Yep. Yeah. Okay, this is him in his old house. Okay. So this is the episode to prove me wrong that they can work in Frank in the final episode appropriately. Yeah, I forgot that there's this scene. He's but, he's in the final scene. But again, Dad, if you compare this setting up to the forced on Joss Whedon setting up Thanos, like this is so much smoother. Oh, you yeah. know, this like is- like I'm saying, even if this is just a setup for Punisher season one, which was coming after this, it's still smoother than some of the Marvel Cinematic Universe forced setting up that has been sort of haphazard. Now they didn't really have to do this because they've already done it with Karen. Karen's already been here. She's looked at all the pictures. You know, you sort of have a have a look at Frank's uh, family life. I'm not going to lie. Look, the episode he gets free from jail, and then I would have moved up the scene with him in the woods and the blacksmith and saving Karen, finding the thing. I would have had that happen three episodes ago, and that be it. And that would have been enough for the setup. But you know what? The full Shakespearean beauty of this series and episode wouldn't come through without this. Yeah. Listen to the music shooting right up. I'm a huge fan of this. This is a no-no supposedly in filming drama is to shoot right in the middle, straight up on their face, looking into the camera. But th- th- it, it they, worked. It, yeah, it worked there. And I was going to say, a lot of these directors haven't done a ton of stuff, but man, does the, the, everyone on the camera and sound team just destroy it in these series. Yeah. Now it shows some of his technology where he, he monitors the cops now th- this is a, this is in his shed, right? Not in in uh, the general's shed, where where the that. Oh, here here he goes. This is where he paints the uh, the logo. Jeff. Yeah, he, he he moves all the equipment from the from the, oh, oh, from the okay. blacksmith he, to his. I because see. The, the way the guns are displayed in the blacksmith shed is exactly how they're displayed in the Punisher comics. I see. Even I know that. But it's always a, a bologna sandwich with prisoners. It's interesting. It's always a whole wheat. It's our white bread and bologna. <laughs> right. Because it costs like five cents. You know what? It's not the worst lunch you could have. Foggy. 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 This is great. This they tie in beautifully. I'm forgetting what this phone call is. What about? One last attempt. 
Look oh, at yeah. Stick. Look at Stick. He's got the meditation look. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. This happens when he, he, remember, he creates the poison in the Defenders that, yes. with the incense, but yes. he acts all innocent about it. Like, it's just a religious rite. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a riot with the T. Why is he need a lawyer? But I thought they broke up. Yeah. But Foggy finds out that the hand is going after uh, information on. I mean, you've talked about Foggy being in love with Matt. And it's true that Foggy's behavior in each of these episodes is very much like the I'm going to leave if you don't change kind of thing. You know, Mm -hmm. the half threat. Yeah. Mm hmm. Remember the end of the Defenders when when in the aftermath they go back to the police station and all the defenders are embracing their loved ones and Karen and Foggy are standing there hoping the 1% chance that Matt survived. Yeah. There's a look on Foggy's face. That's like one of the top 10 just straight up looks I've ever seen on television. He just looks like a puppy dog. His like, you know how Simon's chin starts quivering sometimes when he's about to cry. Like Foggy has like the quivering chin. Uh, Here's our boy. Here's here's our man. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Poor Brett. This guy is so perfectly understated for the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is exactly Jim Gordon and Batman. I mean, he's not the commissioner yet, but right. this is exactly Jim Gordon and Batman. You know, I want to stress the final episode, Dad, that Marvel has shamelessly ripped off DC characters but made them brand new in their own, and Daredevil's yeah. a much cooler and newer and better Batman, in my opinion. Interesting, yeah, yeah. But a lot of the tropes are there. The shots. But he's not rich, and he's blind. The noir. Noir. Right. Are the cups corrupt, or is everyone else corrupt? All right. And we do keep track of two things real well. Records of people you put away. Incident reports. All the paperwork. My God. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, that's right. They they wanted to know um, ev- everyone that, that he has saved. Uh, the that Daredevil has saved? Yeah. And then they, they go after them. And they put them all in a bus, including Karen. Oh, th- oh, yeah. This is the MacGuffin. This is the big MacGuffin. Whatever. Yeah. Here, here it is. And they use them as bait. All right. So here's the cops not being corrupt, but stupid yet again. I totally forgot this was in the final episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. That's if as if. Daredevil needs any more motivation. He still won't go the distance. This guy tries to be a hero, and the definition of a hero is getting other people killed to quote, Carrion Moss as Trinity. <laughs> like, like how he uses his new gizmo. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I would, be, I would have been down for more of this stuff. Yes, that's right. Although you don't sure. want to be too Batman. Batman's all gadgets. Uh, he he knows now what the hand is up to that they're gonna capture people that he cares about and then lure him out so they can get him. I mean, think of the distance from here, Dad, to when he discovers Dex's disturbing therapeutic tapes. 
yeah how much almost pleasure he gets playing it for decks you know yeah claw marks those claw marks is saber marks yeah sorry i'm thinking too much about the witcher yeah it's so sword marks yeah it's a poor woman's juliana margulies not Julian Margulies. I always mix. I always say the name wrong. Ju- Julian Moore. So she's a redhead, and uh, who was that? Who was that evil redhead? In uh, I got to think of the other show. That I'm, I'm going to be honest, Dad. For, I'm, for right now, I already think this isn't one of the best of the season finales. I think this is maybe the least good of the three Daredevil finales. Because you have the Punisher who might not need to be there, and you have this whole scene, which, other than raising emotional stakes for Watcher, logistically doesn't make a ton of sense. Well, they're trying to draw Matt out. Right, right. So they they this can is, nail him. This is right. This is exactly why they wear the cowl. The problem is, if you right, start saving people, even with the cowl, then it becomes suspicious. Hmm. But ultimately, these are just people, and he would come anyways just to stop murdering in his his name or whatever. But they also have Karen, so now they they don't know what yeah. Karen is to him. But yeah, but they they know that yeah. uh, Daredevil saved all these people. But I guess what I was saying earlier about Electra's agency is that the opposite end. Karen Page, with repeat watchings and more and more seasons, has more and more clear agency than it seems at first. As a contrast, right. Right? right? right, right. Karen Page. What's yours? I, ki- I killed a Kingpin's best friend. What did you do? Mm-hmm. I'm going to murder this This old, old Vietnam veteran who's not going to take this bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And we get the Holocaust survivor in season three who dex mm-hmm. murders. Right. There we go. Yeah. Thank you, Rated R Television. Yeah. But we don't need blood everywhere. It's not Deadpool. She wants him to activate activate his ankle bracelet. Here's Karen getting people killed. No, actually not in this case. He... They, they don't kill him. She think. fucks up, though, Dad. That's what's ultimately interesting. Her attack of the kingpin, as exciting as it is to watch in season three, is a huge fuck up on her behalf. Yeah. And both Foggy and Matt, for once, are united in being mad at her about that. That's a great scene episode. Goddamn. Episode seven of season three, I believe. He's trying to. Oh, this is where she, she Yoda's him. Calms right. his mind, and That's this right. is what dead. This here is what sells that it wasn't bullshit earlier, as I was hinting at uh, of being truly vulnerable and honest. Because you can't convincingly do what she's about to do as like a yogi, as like a meditative guide in real life without being somewhat censored yourself, even if it's just for the moment. You can tell a phony yoga or meditation teacher a mile away, Dad. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's so obvious. And he would know more than anyone. And look how calm she is. She's not being like, focus, calm your mind. It's just yeah. so subtle. Right, very subtle. You'll find them. Look at her. You'll find her, right? They're both jealous of each other, Karen and Electra. 
You think stress level is playing a lot into this blockage? Yes. Absolutely. Hissed a zen. Look at her doing the whole zen thing with him. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting interaction between the two of them. Mm-hmm. We got she's got him calm now and centered. God, look at that face. I know. That's the, that was a great mini scene between the two. Their chemistry is undeniable. I challenge anyone to t- tell me on any dramatic television show that's much better than Elektra and Matt Murdock. Right. He is younger him that is so great with Claire Danes as the cynical, uh, crazy fairy princess and Neil Gaiman Stardust. Oh, man. They have a different kind of chemistry. Although she's equally nuts, though, as Electra. She is Claire Danes, after all. Yeah. But do you see how this show is shot differently from Homeland, though, Dad? It's less formulaic and less predictable where the shots are going to come from. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can't speak to Ray Donovan. Um, the wire made a living out of every shot being a piece of art, right? But there's very little predictable shooting. Again, I, I, I'm going to be doing a lot of praising in this final episode. The cinematography and sound teams of daredevil in particular is just hall of fame level. Yes, it really is. And, and you know, I would know, or I'm sensitive to it at least up oh, there. There are the bows and arrows. Yeah. Yeah. See, they, Does they he start responded. fighting off bows and arrows like a lightsaber fighting off laser beams at some point? That would be great. Yeah, yeah. They responded to the guy's anger. Oh, yeah. Bracelet. She's like, it's on, baby. Let's do this. Yeah. He, he finally picked up on it. Dad, if he agreed to just kill in this one case, they would win this battle easily and she'd still be alive. I, I, I know I keep saying it, but it's uh, glaring you in the face. Uh-oh. God. I wonder why they chose to ha- keep doing Nobu and not the Japanese guy, the Japanese hand guy, but whatever. Is is Nobu at a higher level within mm-hmm. the hand? All right, so you take over play-by-play here for a minute or two because I, I want to present a spread out but comprehensive talk about the defenders um, on some of this stuff, but not quite yet. So talk, talk uh-huh. me through the build-up to the mission and all the different balls in the air. Well, um, I mean, there's I'm not, not for that them. Many bo- Wait, all right. I'm not here for them. She's here for herself and supposedly for Matt, which is also herself, right? Right, right. I mean, that love is radically selfish, right? I mean, by definition, love is selfish. Yeah, she's trying to talk him out of saving these 20 people. Right, hand wins. Because, they're, because they'll be playing right in, into the hand's hand. Right. What's her end game now? Uh, her her end game is to to neutralize Nobu. That's that's the most important thing. So they don't get their hands on on her and 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 pull her back in. As right, as, this um, is the Batman Scott. thing. Is I can always make time to walk nine miles to save a bunch of people instead of the main mission. Right. 
Right. And that's but you got to do it. That's superhero stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, Dad, I should say, before we get back to Punisher, you know, I've been talking about my moral landscape stuff, but there is... Uh-oh. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're cutting off his. That's Arrow. Arrow does. That's how Arrow enters every room. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty great early Arrow. You'd like it. Bow and arrow, karate stuff. Yep, yep, yep. By the way, Dad, you know why swords are actually practical in the modern day. You can guarantee you've killed your prey. Sometimes you can shoot someone up 25 times and they survive. Oh. Yeah. Um, if you're fast enough... Look, like, look, 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 look at this. Oh, uh, he tells her at the very end of the episode. That's the yes, final he, shot. Right, yeah. that's the final shot. Yeah. She, doesn't, she still doesn't quite get it yet. He should tell her right here. Yeah. Yeah. What's great about the Dark Knight before Maggie Gyllenhaal, spoiler alert, gets murdered by the Joker, is she knows from the beginning that he's Bruce Wayne. It, it adds such a cool element. He's mm. still in love with her from childhood, and she's already moved on to Harvey Dent mm. and whatever, but they're best friends. And she knows the secret is great. Oh, man. Got it. We, we should watch. We'll watch Dark Knight together after this. It, it, it right. makes so much sense. I think Electra shows up, doesn't she? Of course. There she is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. He's going to say her. no killing. I got bored. Look at her. I got bored. Or maybe he doesn't prevent her from killing in these final episodes. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't think he does. He yeah. Big, it's big McGill out of it. But he's not killing, too, is the problem. Uh, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the cool part about Iron Fist, Dad, season one, is when they go to China, is that we see daytime fighting against hordes of hand members with the oh, Iron Fist. Oh. Jessica Henwick and Rosario is great. Yeah, you gotta watch Iron Fist. Gots to. What's that show where there, there's an evil redhead and everything? There's a, chi- there's a child and. It's, it's not a. It's not Claire Danes in Homeland? <laughs> <laughs> An evil redhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Teasing the theme. Yeah, they had to create an impossible number of situations. <laughs> you're in good cover there right officer just stay right exposed next to that little door yeah i'll protect you from those snipers all right here comes karen and and, and the 20 murakami is the japanese hand member played by yutaka takauchi in the defenders oh of course, you know, Colleen's guy who betrays her, Bakuto, is played by Ramon Rodriguez, also a member of The Hand. You've got Madame Gao. You've got a couple others. Alexandra. And Sonde, African. Mm. But I got to keep bringing it up, Dad, because it's sad and tragic is, is everything that happens in this episode and tense. It's all just the opening play for the Battle for New York. That's right. 
how did foggy get yeah. there which by the way is a much more convincing actual battle for new york than the original avengers movies just saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. with lots of aliens blowing up empty cars Well, uh, they uh, they know they're in in big trouble here. Do think, I remember this as being yeah. toward the end end yeah. of the end of the the episode. We're not that. Yeah. F- how far into it are we? Uh, can I ask a character question about Matt real quick? Yeah. Um. So you know how in role playing games you have stats, and some are very specific, and some are more nebulous. Do you right. think he would gain a stat positive bonus? This is amazing. Silent shooting with the music here with the ninjas, by the way. Yeah. Um, do you think he would gain like a plus twenty confidence if he had confided to Karen earlier, just in terms of his own mental stability? Oh, gee. Um, and actually talk to her about it. Or it's not enough. It's not, I don't think it's enough. So that's why he doesn't do it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, here's the here's the goblins in Fellowship of the Ring, baby. Look at this. It's great. Yeah. Great shots. Oh, my goodness. The thing is, aesthetically and thematically, the difference between this and Lord of the Rings is not that great. And that's what's so interesting. Hmm. The main difference is that was written by a Catholic and has no God or religion in it, and this is all about Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. She wants to believe, by the way. I, I think Electra does tap into the, you know a lot of people in our country who would like to be more spiritual and can't. Right. And th- she's feeding off his s- spirituality. Yeah. And yeah, here it is, the final speech. Yeah, this is... This is great, great stuff between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Hold the gate! Hold the gate! This is this is some uh, some dialogue between them here, where they talk about the future mm-hmm. and r- running off together. And yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just ready for a giant cave troll to come through that door with a bunch of orcs. <laughs> <laughs> This is like a, another semi-proposal on his part, proposing to her that they be a a thing together. This a becomes couple. both more believable and sympathetic the more I watch it. And they're saying like, yeah. oh, Matt, you're being selfish again. But now I'm like, actually, this kind of makes sense. Get out of New York, finally. Mm-hmm. In the end, you know, she's more important to him than anything else, really. Has he ever left New York? No. In his life. No, she 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 even makes a comment about it here. You hide from yourself. Right, all of a sudden she's Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I let you in. Yeah. I let you in. Yeah. You wouldn't... Can, I, I always forget he's English. His accent is amazing. He sounds more American than Americans. <laughs> I let you in. Mm-hmm. He looks less blind when he's focused, right? That's the idea. Yeah. He looks them in the eyes. Which means he's faking looking not in people's eyes otherwise, Dad. I hate to say it. He normally could look everyone in the eyes. He really believes that they somehow they can escape together and, and live happily ever after on. But that's on what up. she's been saying for the entire season. And as soon as he says it, she's like, nah, it can't really happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, because they're really cornered now. 
There, the, see, you well, just said it. I've, I've never been. But when he's trying to be his most honest, he is being his most honest, but not in the way he thinks. And she's reading between the lines that it can never be, finally, now that he's being honest. In her head, it was all a dream. Now it's real, and she can't believe it. That's right. I'm the black sky, Matthew. I'm the devil in Hell's kitchen. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Right. Look at this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. That's a great look. I love when she masks up. You you do get my connection with Jean Grey in the F- Dark Phoenix, right? Character-wise. Yeah. yeah. Here they go. Now, it's also implied that thousands of years, the Hand haven't had another black sky to work with, which makes it even more ridiculous and more likely that she's a mutant because mutants only started appearing 50 years ago. She's a mutant. Sorry, people. Accept it. It's like Scarlet Witch. Right. He, yeah, they were, they were hitting the, bow, the arrows like, oh, yeah, that was great. Right, so not, why not have start having more Akami here? I don't know. Fr- Frank comes in here at some point with his uh, sniper rifle. Right, but what I'm saying is, other than being the villain of the season, Nobu is not ultimately that important. I guess other well, than his demonstration of power, just his being... This is great. This is Defender shooting here. This is them starting to experiment with the Defenders because th- they had to shoot this wide with all of them, like in the hallway battle in the apartment yes, building. Right. Do you see how... Oh, that was the inside-out thing I'm talking about, Dad, is it, it's close-up to far shot, but it's also how they move the close-up to far shot. So watch. This is all close-up, close-up. Now they're moving to another part with Daredevil. They're going back between Daredevil and Elektra. Kicks her in the face. So you've got two, you know, two separate battles essentially going on. She's still going, using the size. God bless her. Yeah. She's an, um, maybe the best female fighter we've ever seen on television, other than uh, Catherine Winnick, perhaps. So, Vikings, rest in peace. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. But she's more like Aloy than Lara Croft because she's never, even when she's getting hit, you know she's getting up. For you nerds out there. Right. So they've been keeping it small to medium length shots except for that one big circling one where we saw. Yes. Yeah. It's all about telling the story of the fight, it's a narrative. That's what Peckinpah was brilliant about that with Westerns was it's not just a gun, bunch of gunshots. It's how you frame the whole thing. It's telling right. a story. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. That was some, yeah. some movie. A lot of movies. So here it's two on the line, so you can stay in close. They're doing just the right amount of shot movements tries to break her arm she resists somehow matt well, they, has, they can't they can't kill her obviously and dad they, we haven't commented still, once that matt still tries to fight like a boxer when he can because of his pops he right. tries likes the hand fighting oh, here comes the the reveal they already know or someone knows 
Madam Gao knows. Madam Gao knows all. Oh. oh! I don't. See, I don't really see how how Nobu could have made that mistake. Yeah, but I don't understand how she, Electra makes the mistake. She does it to save him. She, after all of his attempted at saving Dad, she does the saving. That's right. She's more Jesus than he ever was or will be. In terms of walking Jesus' path, I hate to say it. Does she say this is not the end, or? Yes, she does. She does say that here yeah. in the next minute or two. Yeah. Now she, but now she's talking about she, she finally knows what it feels like to be good. Yeah. It's, it's a, a bit of scene. a stretch, but it's like, yeah. Again, similar to Sean being dying in Fellowship of the Ring. Does being good always hurt this much? Yeah. She's also saying, does being in love always hurt this much? Yeah, right. Right? Mm-hmm. Look at those. This is yeah. not the it is. Yeah. There it is. I can't this believe I remembered the, that. That's I can't either. Haunting, yeah. Because it's a fantasy line. I remember that stuff. Uh, Weirdly, this ground level New York show is is more loyal to fantasy than ninety percent of fantasy out there in terms of the important stuff of t- talking about heroes, villains, love, loss, and so forth. Mm. I still don't see how how Nobu could have done that. She gave it up. She ga- she took the hit to kill try and kill him. Yeah, to to save Matt. Now. Dad, I hate to say it, there's a reason Stick waits as long as he does. I think Stick's ready for Electra to go down before he steps in. And Frank's late too, by the way. So, again, I'm not even thinking about the Punisher. There he is. (laughs) God, his gun firing with Ben Affleck in the account is like all-time great. Right. Now, where where do you think Nobu... What Nobu do? He threw down his sword. He shot and one guy. He shoots one or two guys, gives a nod, and then leaves. I'm sorry, right. sloppy, sloppy. But who cares? Uh, too, he should have come earlier. Well, he should have at least come point. before Electra was dead. Even if she was dying, what? it would have been better. There goes Nobu, and he's still alive. Not for long. But you know what I mean? Framing-wise, when we think Electra might still live, then Frank comes in, then she dies, that's just bad editing. I don't, I don't know. Sorry. Okay. One of three criticisms of 13 episodes of television. <laughs> see around Red. Except we don't. He doesn't see Red. He doesn't see Kingpin. He doesn't see anybody. Yeah, some major continuity errors between this and the other seasons, whatever. I forget what... He doesn't mention or think of Electra once in Daredevil Season 3, I don't believe. Mm. Because what's Matt thinking about? Himself. (laughs) 
No, it's all about just... his loss. And this is my problem with death in general in our society, Dad, is how selfish people deal with it. Like, it's not about the person who died and maybe suffered, but it's our loss. That's why I'm a fan of the Irish wake celebrating. I mean, this is so tragic, obviously. Very. All right, get ready. He's a Terminator. He is exactly a Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly how Cromarty responds. Watch this. <laughs> no, he's got to decapitate him. This time, you piece of shit. There he goes. There, there goes his head. And boom. One of the best parts of Stan, The Last Jedi is the decapitation of Snoke by Kylo Ren with his own mm. lightsaber. <laughs> Actually, he cuts his body in half, and the body falls over. Mm. Well, convenient time for Stick to appear after Electra's dead, Papa B. Yeah. But again, he screws up, because what should Stick do right now before they finish the burial, if he knows what he's doing? He should cut off her head, and even if he has to knock Matt unconscious, if he really wants to kill the black sky, it's unbelievable he leaves her body in wide open here we go yeah it's like mad at the priest's funeral yes right god rest her soul he doesn't believe any of those words that should be enough he's not wrong see it's roses Uh uh-huh that was a great story (laughs) You wanted her dead, exactly. I told you. Here it is. One of the best exchanges of all time. Was it worth it? What? What, being in love with her? Yeah, Loving her. her. Right. Mm-hmm. You say these are goddamn right it was. Mm-hmm. Right. Cut ties to humanity. Other people, the Jedi thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's true. In, in the end, in the end, that's true. He really only had a few moments with mm-hmm. her here, certainly here in the, there. The space of a long human life, absolutely. Yes, right. right. Yeah, that's very poetic. Yeah. Plus, it fe- feels like moments because of how fleeting the whole thing is. Yeah. Yeah. Orchids. Yep. Women love orchids. Women love orchids. Yeah. That that I know. Yes, Dick. There you go. And it, it was, was worth it. Was. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he, he was so just totally mad for her. I mean, Here he it is. It. Yep. Yeah. But you talk about something, about and that this character-wise is the perfect connective tissue to episode three of the Defenders when Stick comes back in and genuinely mm-hmm. wants to help Matt again once once more. It, it's interesting that Stick says to him, "Let's go home." It's a very interesting thing to say. Let's go home. Like they're still. We still don't know how the priest let stick into his life as a child, right? Right. I mean, right. It's not exactly unsketchy, but whatever. We also don't, we never know what the priest's true morals are. That's that's mm-hmm. part of the fun of season three. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Mm. Can't wait to rewatch that. Yeah, I can't wait to rewatch season three. It's pretty flawless from beginning to end. Almost every scene. But I would say Punisher 1 is a 2 as well. 
No way the hand's gonna find anybody. All right, Dad. Time to start the wrap-up. This is the 11 and a half minute wrap-up at the end of all this series. There's 11 minutes left? Well, minus credits, but yeah, it's usually at about 11 and a half minutes. In Defenders, it's about 12 minutes when they're back at the police station. I can't remember what they do with the 11 minutes. Well, in the Defenders, you have four or five main characters. You have to wrap up all their stories. Yes, right. But this is what I stupidly, or not stupidly, I incorrectly insinuated in our previous episode that Foggy abandons Karen after all this. He absolutely does not. He goes and doubles down in, in supporting her as a friend once more. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I can tell you that, again, is having female friends. Female friends love having platonic male friends that they can trust and rely on. They're, sure. It, 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 even more so than the other way around in some ways for obvious reasons. Like, he, he would take a bullet for her in, two, in less than two seconds. Mm-hmm. He would. And that's what love is. It doesn't have to be romantic love. And that's what Foggy and Karen prove with Matt. It's yeah. lo- tr- that's what God's love is. Yeah, this is their coming back together to yep to re reaffirm their yep and you brought up the socratic friendship. stuff dad but one of the right. things plato talks about is separating idealized love with specific love and how the connection between the sort of universal love of mankind and god and the world related to one-on-one it's, mm. it's a tricky thing it's a very tricky thing foggy innately has it karen has part of it but shit keeps getting in the way I hope they don't stop coming to Josie's. Well, they they imply that this might be the last visit because he's yeah. settling up. But I can't remember if they. Yeah. Uh, does Josie? Well, I love come the speech that season? Foggy gives to Matt last episode about helping people, and then Foggy goes to a corporate law firm with his girlfriend. But whatever, I cannot yeah. blame him with law school fees and so forth whatsoever. Cannot That's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, here she's still got her her writer's block, Mister Kanish. Yeah. Right. Oh my God, Dad! Uh, fl- flash forwards to phone call to Dad from Karen. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, look at her performance and tell me she's not a great actress right here. Tell me. Well, I don't know if I'm ready to go that far. A great television serialized mm-hmm. genre actress. He's on par with there. These two are on par, or at least here they are. He focuses it, right? Right, yeah, garbage. He, he gets her, yeah, yeah. He gets her uh, focused on how to, how to handle the story. Which is why point. him cutting her off for not telling him who Daredevil is in season three is my least favorite part and extremely unbelievable in season three of Daredevil. Biggest mm-hmm. flaw, in my opinion. That is a very forced conflict. They're journalists. Why wouldn't he respect the source? Yep. This is great because normally the skepticism is coming from the editor-in-chief and going the other way, right? It's, just, it's right. a nice little flippity-flop here. Yeah, he, he really believes in her that she has a unique uh, perspective um, that she needs to commit to paper, and he's just helping her, helping her find it. <laughs> I mean... What better personality to tie together high-level 
selling newspaper news. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. <laughs> but seriously, that her experience and her brain tying together the high level stuff with the human interest stuff is she's perfect for that. Yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah, two thousand words—that's nothing. I'll—I'll I'll do that right now. Yeah, slash dad. Yeah, he, yeah, he's got it right. He's got her refocused, and mm-hmm. she, she knows what she needs to do now. I mean, she needs a Jewish dad, and she gets one. Let's be honest. Yeah, she she right. needs a stable Jewish dad, and she gets one until he throws her out because men are pickers. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we are. That's our struggle. That's our burden is to, to not be animals. Right. Here she goes. What is it to be a hero? Yeah. So I'm also thinking of Frank here, right? I think we're supposed to be thinking of both Frank. That's I'm right. Sorry, Matt and Frank. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Both the guys, even the way she's delivering this, what should be a corny overdub. Yeah, that's great. JJ gets to do this, of course, a few times in her own show, which is which is awesome. I love the superheroes who narrate their own lives, and the com- like. Physically reading this type of stuff in comic books is so much more interesting than punchy, 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 punch. Now uh, we we don't know yet what he's got in his left hand. I might have uh, to binge the Defenders the next couple days before the Punisher. I'm not gonna uh, lie. Eight episodes, Jessica Henwick. Mm-hmm. Forget about it. Forget about it. You, you know what he's got in his left hand? Someone's head. His, his helmet. Oh, okay. Happy, ha- Happy Hanukkah. And I love the Jew. Yeah. Uh, Dad. Stanley as a cartoon. Stanley made an amazing appearance in the movie, considering Spider-Man's his ultimate creation, and this is the final oh. Stanley performance p- posthumously. Oh. He gives in the very middle of the movie as a store owner. He uh, Stanley he gives Miles Morales, who's the new Spider-Man, the perfect amount of old ma- Jewish man advice, and that's the final huh. Stanley. It's great. Oh. The, there was only like twenty people in the theater, and everyone was like about to cry and like gasp. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Did you go with Abdeel? Yep. Good. Yep. So now Frank tries to live a normal life very briefly, Micro. So oh, Micro please. is Ben Barnes. Mm-hmm. Not, we thought it was the blacksmith. But ben Barnes is Micro. Look, he's got his uh, Punisher costume on now oh, he's got the chain gun thinking of the matrix yeah yeah you're a new yorker this is actually how the first matrix ends with the overdub from Kings. oh you know saying we have a choice we can fight or we cannot fight why is he here you'll see oh karen's it- here yeah, this is a big reveal. All right, Papa B, get ready. Yeah. This is the big reveal that we've been waiting for for two freaking seasons. Well, CW's even worse. It's like <laughs> brothers and sisters not telling each other for years at a time. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Arrow She's not telling that. his amazing, younger, gorgeous sister is, is so brutal. She's all nervous. 
Again, delivering <laughs> difficult lines really well. So does he. Look at him. This He's just buried. We, we kids call life. this show and tell. Yeah, right. <laughs> Because he's at about a kindergarten level of maturity. Huh. She doesn't even hesitate. Yeah, look at that. That's perfect. 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 Not too girly. I would have said I'm the daredevil or I'm the devil of Hell's Kitchen, but whatever. It's amazing. Look at her. It's just a look. She doesn't. Because she's convinced on vigilantism now, so she actually respects it. Yeah. Right? That's right. Yeah. That's we right. did it, Papa Bay. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Yeah. There's her empty grave. Not sure who was dead next to her grave, by the way. But Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. The Defenders team up to fight the ultimate enemy and save New York. In the defenders, but first, wow! Look at her. This is stolen straight from Arrow in the Lazarus Pit. Hundred percent stolen, ripped straight off. Who cares? It looks way better. <laughs> but thank you, Arrow, for saving them some time. That's it. That's they would it. have had to kill her. We talked about it, Dad. I think I'm. I think I'm correct in uh, that they would have had to kill her no matter what for her rebirth, right? Yes. So, yeah, all right, Papa correct. B, we did it. We did it. We did the heck it. Heck of a season. Yeah, definitely. There, yeah. We had the most silences there, which isn't surprising because you just want to watch some of that play out, and I was forcing myself to fill up some dead time um, at times because it's just so hypnotic, especially Electra and Matt, as I've said, and I'll say one last time, and I'll leave it. I, I, as much as I love Punisher, and I can't wait for two, and Punisher 1 is up there with JJ1 in the Daredevil seasons for me, I, I, I think it's not really necessary, his role, the last few episodes, um, and it's all about Electra and Matt. The whole season's about Electra and Matt, which, by the way, that we haven't talked about that specifically the amount of screen time and narrative and acting oomph that charlie cox and Lodi provide take the pressure off of foggy and karen as actors right yeah. yeah well there may have been too much going on in this um in this season finale uh, but they certainly did a great job of um, doing what they needed to do with all the various dyadic relationships um I think they did a great job, particularly with uh, Elodie and uh, and Matt, mm-hmm. uh, with Electra and Matt. They mm-hmm. just did a terrific job with that whole relationship. I mean, the the season feels like a giant cast, and it feels like a giant team up movie. But it's really neither. When you look at the regular characters. They were able to create an epic scope through the drama. And again, as I said, that as sad as the final part is with Elektra, obviously, the stakes of this series are way lower than the Defenders, you know, when it's really like half the world could be destroyed. They get a hold of the dragon bones and with the iron fist and so forth, right? Right, right. And the fact that they can sell that through the characters and the dramatic performance is amazing. It really is. So this came out, people loved the shit out of it, 
And then they waited to drop Iron Fist Season 1 until right before The Defenders, even though, as I've said on repeat watchings, this sets up The Defenders uh, way better and more comprehensively and importantly than Iron Fist 1, even though I think Iron Fist 1 is way better than most people think and recommend it to everyone. I definitely recommend Iron Fist Season 2, which is only 10 episodes, is excellent. But 1 is certainly worth watching for the characters and the storylines and so forth. And... There was, I think that that Iron Fist and the Defenders hit during that sort of miasma period, post Batman v Superman, post Captain America Civil War in 2016 into 2017, where there was just the beginning of what they now call superhero fatigue. Now, with two billion for the Avengers, a billion and a half for Black Panther, and now a billion for fucking Aquaman, <laughs> I, I have to call bullshit on superhero fatigue. Although I will point out that all the superhero movies, DC more than Marvel, but even Marvel is still making the vast majority of their money overseas. So maybe, you know, in America, it's not the same. Just as right. an example, the Marvel movies will make $1.2 billion, but 800 of that will be overseas, three to 400 here. The Dark Knight made $500, $600 million in the U.S., and now there's only one film franchise, Dad, that makes $600 million per release in the U.S., and you know what I'm going to say? It's Star Wars, which is an American property, <laughs> whatever. It, the Chinese give two shits about it. Chinese spend right. $300 million on Aquaman. They barely see the Star Wars movies. It's just a very interesting concept. Contrast. I think part of the problem, Dad, is unlike Game of Thrones, which translates worldwide, it makes a ton of money. Marvel's Netflix's The Defenders universe is very American on, on so many levels. In fact, like Seinfeld, if you're not from the East Coast or familiar with New York, like Seinfeld, The Defenders might be hard to appreciate on some levels, I think. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think that's... Uh like That's Jewish friends true. that I have who aren't from the Northeast, I have a number that don't like or ever watch Seinfeld and can't understand it. But I don't know any people in general who like liberals, you know, Jewish or not from the Northeast. You don't need to with the Defenders. And as I've pointed out, the Hell's Kitchen thing is pretty specific to uh, Daredevil, even though they're supposedly all from Hell's Kitchen. Um, but they have to go New York City wide. I mean, the Punisher, we don't even know where he's at at some point. So. Let's wrap on a couple thoughts of where this led in the future, and then we'll wrap this baby up, which right. is no one saw Iron Fist, even me, and the Defenders bombed. I mean, ratings-wise, they say it was terrible. Fan reaction was very tepid at best, very mediocre from the uh, uh, reviewers at best. I don't know how you watch Avengers Infinity War and then watch the Defenders and say that the Defenders isn't at least as compelling as Infinity War. It w you and I would say way more compelling, right? So yeah. do you have yeah. any psychological marketing, any kinds of theories as to why the Defenders, which is arguably as good of a team-up as the original Avengers from, from point A to point B, was so poorly received rather than a testosterone-fueled uh, Avengers Infinity War with a really crappy villain in Thanos versus Madame Gao and Sigourney Weaver? I mean, I can't understand it. Yeah, well, no, I'll have to watch it a second time because when I watched it the first time, I didn't know it was being poorly received, so mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking about it. Um, but upon second watching, I, mm -hmm. I want to want to see if I can 
figure out what the deal is with it. Mm-hmm. So other than the Punisher, there's only been one uh, of the defend uh, the Defenders characters who we know has been getting great ratings season to season, regardless of quality, which is... Dan? Which is... Um, what was the question? Of the four main Defenders characters... Yeah. And even the Punisher, for a while, until it became a call hit, there was only one character whose show... Regardless Jessica. of quality, Jessica. we know was getting is getting amazing ratings and is going to be the main bone of contention between the breakup between Netflix and Disney, which is Jessica Jones. Yeah, you know because of our conversations, article swaps, and my podcasts, there's been a number of studies recently that show very definitively that while they may make less money total, the profit margin for movies and TV shows that star or co-star females is much higher. Just look at Wonder Woman and Jessica jones i don't know why you need any more examples dad you know how wonder woman went from a hundred million to almost half a billion in the united states is unprecedented never happened before jessica jones was renewed despite widespread agreement that season two sucked was renewed immediately and still had great reviews and i have tons of friends male and otherwise who forced themselves to watch it because they love jj because kristen ritter is amazing yeah and my big prediction slash worried leading to the defenders two years before when i was doing my jj commentary dad maybe we'll end on this and we'll do a quick tease of the punisher was i wanted jj to be the leader of the defenders and not right. murdoch right and you know what in the end i was kind of right morally jessica is sort of the, the glue like when she leaves after sticks being an asshole they don't really get their shit together till she comes back jessica has her most human moment in that episode where they go that remember the little girl in the piano they go and and her and Matt have a moment together where yep. they're kind of bonding with this young girl that Jessica's trying to help. Yeah. We never see either of them be so honest and open and like caring towards someone who's a relative stranger but has stuff in common uh and so forth. Um, and so I think the problem was that they didn't stress enough that she should be the leader. And by the way, what was the biggest mistake of the Justice League? Well, you have Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman, who are the three most popular solo characters, even above and beyond Spider-Man um, and the Marvel characters, who are more team-up based uh, over the years, Dad. But they still promoted Batman as the leader, and he kind of acted as, as at least on the surface in Justice League. When they did those Joss Whedon reshoots, when they brought Gal Gadot back for Justice League, I thought for sure they were going to be pushing her to the front in the right. second cut, and they didn't do it enough, especially in the promotion of the movie. And so I, I'm wondering if, you know, you push Kristen Ritter more as a leader of the Defenders. Um, by the way, Jessica Henwick has been cited by tons of nerd sites, including very skeptical nerd sites, as like the one thing that's kept Iron Fist together over two seasons. But especially in season two, it's Jessica Henwick's performance and characterization that's so compelling, even though Finn Jones gets a lot better and is a lot more interesting and they've got great chemistry. Mm. I mean, you know, and Karen is so interesting and they keep pushing her up and Claire Temple. I mean, Matt tried to make an argument that the CW women were even close to to the level of uh, the Netflix women. And I just laughed on air. I'm Matt. I was like, I'm oh, sorry, geez. Matt. You are unbelievably full of shit. Like, you know. 
Um, if anything, I'm surprised the mainstream audience has, ex- has, um, uh, accepted it so well. So I have one more question about this, Dad, for now. And then I want to have one question about the Punisher and then we'll, we'll, we'll close it up. That sound okay? Yep. Okay. Final question for now um, about Defender Season 2. And by the way, you and I will process this. Then we're going to watch the Defenders. We're going to watch the new Punisher series. We're going to watch Punisher 1 again together. We're going to watch DD3 again at some point together. My question is, what are one or two things as a guy who watches really heady and diverse television that's usually dark but also humanistic and relatable like you and I don't mess with fucking Game of Thrones bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, even I have to imagine even the gangsta shows like Ray Donovan. There's some humanistic stuff going on, or maybe not. Maybe that's one of the exceptions. I don't know. Um, but uh, um, you know, Homeland and Vikings are examples of extremely dark, violent, brutal shows. Where nevertheless, you have characters you're rooting for and so forth, and hope right. to see evolution. What 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 are one or two things that? Um, the two-part question that th- th- this uh, season of Daredevil does differently from any of the other Netflix seasons, a- and you can also address if you want what it does differently from other television shows in general that that you think is remarkable. It doesn't have to be the biggest thing or the only main thing, but just like you know, first thing that comes to mind: Daredevil season two does X, Y, and Z better or cooler or more interesting than other stuff I watch and like. Hmm. Boy. Take a sec if you need. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I think it's... Besides uh, Elodie Young, uh, which, you know, which we've beaten to death. I'm going to go back to how, how they, they film it. I think it's, it's so c- cinematic. Yep. And uh, uh, I could just watch it. I mean, I could, you could turn the sound off and just watch all, all the visual imagery. So yeah. um, I, I don't know if they... You know, as they do with directors, there's a whole bunch of directors that, that that do a season right. But do they use different cinematographers as well, episode to episode? No. Okay. Um, there's a team. I mean, there's probably more than one, but it's way more stable than the writers and directors. All right, because it seems really coherent, uh, cinematic. No, you have to have the same crews. It's possible, like, creatively, you bring in the quote-unquote director of photography change-up, but Mm -hmm. everyone who matters... It's like, people wonder why Trump has accomplished so little. And the obvious thing, Dad, is that 95% of the American government is bureaucracy. That's career bureaucrats. And so... You can be an extreme lefty or an extreme righty in a democratic country who gets elected, but you still have to go through a liberal state department, a liberal EPA, a conservative department of defense, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and this is true of shows. It is the top level people who get the billing. They often change up for various reasons, but the people holding the mics and the cameras and the soundboards and so forth are the same. They have to be. It would be impossible to do otherwise. Even, um, you know, like in music with hip hop, you've got all tons of producers, but there's generally a central producer, whether it's Kanye or Jay-Z or Beyonce's people. Like, for example, Beyonce does tracks with tons of artists. You know how, you know, like, we, you and I, like, one of our guilty pleasures is uh, are the David Guetta tracks with Nicki Minaj? 
Yep. The various Minaj tracks with David Guetta. But, you know, that's why David Guetta is David Guetta is he's the central producer. But on Minaj's side, she also, those, I mean, those are David Guetta songs. But on her side, she has like her own producers that are doing quality control on her sound, if that makes sense. And so that's going on in higher level on these shows. Because otherwise, how could Viking season one through six look relatively the same unless they want it to be different, right? Right. Yeah. You need right. that. So that was a long winded way of saying, and again, praising the 95% of the crew that has been with the series all the way throughout. And by the way, they also experiment with shots um, for, that they use in the Punisher going forward. And the Defenders going forward, Iron Fist, and we'll see it in Punisher Season 2. This would be a good bridge uh, for Punisher Season 2, which is, what is one thing um, you are uh, you would like to see in Punisher Season 2? Um, and, uh, well, let's start there. What is one thing you'd like to see, realistic or not, in Punisher Season 2? It could be literally anything at any level. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even. I can't even imagine where they're going to go with, with season two. I assume it's going to be. I mean, characters, moral arcs, flashbacks, more flashbacks. Through his relationship with this young woman, which again looks very unsexual, the way they've been portraying it in the trailers. It looks like she's just like the scrappy young female detective sidekick sort of thing. Um, and by the way, can, can we say one more time, whether it's Jessica Jones with the boys of the Defenders or Karen and her boys, the way they pull off, or, or Frank and Karen especially, or, or Frank and Mrs. Lieberman, I mean, all of these relationships between men, grown men and women that don't have to ever be romantic is so undersold. It's something else I want to praise. Um, okay, let's a little bit more well, specific. One, no, go, ahead. go ahead. One thing, you yes. know, um, one thing that made me think of was yes, I, I was trying to do. I never would have imagined that in season three of of Daredevil that they could have made Matt so much more three dimensional and complex. So I guess I would yeah. be really intrigued if they could do that with Frank's somehow as it's well. It's interesting that Matt has to hit rock bottom and in some ways be the most radically selfish to somehow be more relatable and understandable in season three, because at least he's performing like a human being would, right? He's finally acting how, let's be honest, if we went through it, we would be probably way worse than how he deals with it when he, when he goes through, right? Right. Um, and then of course there's the nun story and his relationship with the priest and so forth, which is all amazing. Um, and so forth. So, okay. So, let, uh, let me do a cu- couple quick hits about Punisher 2 because it's coming in a few days and we're going to have to talk about it and watch it together and whatever. A couple quick hits. Okay. What's one character that... Uh, so, I mentioned all the characters that were in the trailer or in Karen's case that we just know she's a major part. What's... Star Trek? Is that my phone? My phone's going off. It's the Star Trek theme. I apologize. I don't know um, where it is. I, I couldn't hear it. So you guys are going to have to listen to the Star Trek theme. Um, <laughs> what, what's one character that would be like a wild card character that maybe it's unrealistic or maybe it's realistic to come in? It could be one of the Defenders. It could be someone from season one of Punisher. Like continuity-wise, in terms of telling Frank's story, who's someone you would want to come in? And don't say Kingpin because that's not happening. 
Oh, it, it's not happening. No, Kingpin's in jail until if and until we get more Daredevil. Oh. Mm-hmm. We know Ben Barnes as Billy's coming back as Eviler. Yes. We know he's got a new sidekick. We know Karen's in it. We know some of the people from the NSA are in it. Um, I'm assuming Karen's editor will be in it, Mr. Kanish. Um, uh, so do you think it could be something even like radical, like a ch- one of his children survived? Like, do you think they would go that oh. way? No, I don't, th- no. you know, I don't think, I don't think so. All right. So um, no, uh, so this will be the final question. I'll be more specific about what I've been asking you, and then I'll let you go. So I'm, let me be more specific. Of any of the main defenders, which includes Colleen Wing, because, Dad, I have to spoil it for you. At the end of season two of Iron Fist, Danny realizes he's too immature, has a poor temper for the Iron Fist, and they do a mystical ceremony, and he gives it to Colleen. And the final shot of Iron Fist 2 is Colleen with the silver katana, but the Iron Fist is silver in her hand. She's going around New York fighting crime with the katana and the Iron Fist. It's unbelievable. So she becomes the Iron Fist at the end of season two. But then they shoot, go to Danny in China with his crazy adoptive brother, and he's like discovered a, a gunslinger Iron Fist where he's like using Iron Fist like almost like we were talking about with Idris from the movie as the gunslinger it's a crazy ending the two iron fists so she's there claire temple obviously is always in play you know she misty knight seems like maybe a possibility so of all the characters who would you like to see in there madam gal who is not definitively dead actually no she's not at all yeah yeah she's the only one of the hand that we don't we see in collapsed but he survives and so if he survives electra and madame gal should both survive right and if that's the case then who i would want to see is the iron fist because i think Mm. of all the shows i know you haven't watched it yet but that of Mm. all the shows and characters will end here Iron Fist and Colleen, um, I no, Colleen is the Iron Fist. Danny and Colleen, based on their age and the very high upward trajectory and just starting to tap potential of these young actors in their story and how interesting the Iron Fist mythology is and so forth, that would be the one pairing in the one show that I, I really hope Disney's preserving because they're so young and they're attractive and talented sure. and have great chemistry. Sure. I, 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 and the, the only addendum to that is in the comics you get Luke Cage and the Immortal Iron Fist, which they tease in the Defenders, but it's a thing because they're so different on the surface, but they both have great hearts deep down. So if I was going to answer my own question, I would yeah. love to see an intervention of Luke Cage and the, the, the Colleen and the Iron Fist, uh, you know, get a, a little mystical power for the final giant battle of the Punisher, which, you know, given that JJ's stakes are big, but on a smaller scale, you would think Punisher 2, given the situation, would have a pretty big uh, final conflict. Well, I can't wait to see where they go with it. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Papa Bizzle. This has been so much fun. And I I know that I speak for both of us, again, thanking the listeners, but I know yes. I speak for both of us and just being out of our minds of trying to have a normal life and, and watch The Punisher in a responsible 
way in terms of number of episodes at a time, but I can't make any promises. Because <laughs> when right. I finally got to Punisher 1, I was like, are you kidding me? This is A-level shit. Like, yeah, yeah. So this should be even better. So, all right. Thank you so much, right. Papa B. Bring thank on the you. Punisher. Bring on, hopefully, a much better Jessica Jones Season 3 and bring us back these Defenders in a couple years on Disney Plus Channel, people. We will give you our money, Disney. You've already got it. <laughs> with the Rogue One show and everything else. Like, yeah. just give it to us. So, oh, whoa, final point. That it'll be interesting with the Scarlet Witch show with Paul Bettany and uh, Elizabeth Olsen and the Tom Hiddleston Loki show on the Disney Channel. Uh, it, it's, you know, they can go darker than the PG-13 movies on their new streaming service. It will be interesting to see if they triangulate the really dark, violent vision of the Defenders and the more popcorn-y fare of the movies. But Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, is an extremely dark character, Elizabeth Olsen, in the comics. And mm. obviously, Loki could have done and do much more horrible things than we've seen him do with his power. Mm. I mean, he could be like Kilgrave. He tries to act like Kilgrave with the mind control, right? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what Marvel does with that. And I think the reason they've announced not that many, again, one last time, guys, I want the prediction here, and then we'll end, is the reason they've announced that many Marvel shows on the disney plus service is because they're leaving spots open for these characters so dad i think let's say a prayer the defenders is not over totally all right bizzlecast listeners thank you so much for joining us as always enjoy all the episodes bizzlecast.com for all my podcasts check me out on facebook slash bizzlecast at the bizzle 81 on twitter you can find me on twitch if you really want playing the witcher and horizon zero dawn occasionally at uh what is it twitch.tv slash the bizzle i think i think if you just search the bizzle i'll occasionally put on the feed there just for shits and giggles but facebook and twitter and the website is the best place um and thank you everybody for all your support may the force be with you we will be back at you really soon with some punisher commentaries before you know it but for now the bizzle cast is out there you go